Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Autonomous Health Podcast. I'm your host, Anmol Mata. Most episodes of this podcast, we invite guests, we talk to scientists, researchers, entrepreneurs, VCs, we hear their perspectives. For today's episode, we're going to do things a little bit differently. I'm the only person you have, and so hope you enjoy what I cover. But we're going to talk a little bit about the state of where things are, almost a mini state of the union of what's been happening in healthcare and AI, some of the work we've covered in the last few episodes and since we started a couple of months ago, as well as what we expect in the coming months of the Autonomous Health Podcast. And last but not the least, I want to leave you all with a cheat sheet of as you go to HLTH, which is an upcoming healthcare conference, features a number of innovative companies in healthcare. You know, what are some of the things to keep in mind, the themes around AI that might be relevant as you walk around and meet people and talk about where these technologies came from? So that's kind of the thesis. It's a bit of a catch-all, a bit of an update, a bit of the state of a union for everything that's been happening at the intersection of AI and healthcare, and particularly things that have emerged, uh, both in my personal thesis, as well as with, in conversation with some amazing guests that we've had over the course of this first season. So... Let's dive right in. So, you know, one of the questions I get fairly often is just, hey, Anmol, why is this the autonomous health podcast? Like, why is that phrase, autonomous health, something you've chosen to cover the content that we're, that we're talking about, the themes you're talking about? And I think it's worth taking a minute and just helping kind of talk about this bigger vision, this bigger picture that I kind of carry in my head. If I may, you know, fast forward, I don't know if it's five years, 25 years, 50 years, I don't know what the time axis is, and I think that's part of what we have to talk about here. But to me, there's no scenario where machines don't play a, a massive role, a significant role in the understanding, diagnosis, and treatment of human illness and disease. And I think that's just a path we're on. It's almost, you know, I often talk about uh, in science fiction, right? You have this idea of, in, in, you know, pick your favorite science fiction movie, you know, uh, this movie Elysium, which sometimes I remember is you go in and there's a machine and you sort of lie down and the machine cures your cancer, cures your ailments. So I do think if you fast forward humanity a hundred years, just as you have people like Elon talking about going to Mars and, and creating colonies to Mars, the mission that gets me excited is about creating a world where machine learning and AI are building this future of, of human health and human well-being and human health care, right? And so I think that may be perhaps thinking out on a very different time axis than what might play out in the next few decades or perhaps in the course of our life. But to me, that's really the driving goal, the driving vision behind calling this podcast Autonomous Health. I think there are going to be a lot of pieces along that journey to talk about. And that's why I think a podcast is a better mechanism than, uh, you know, folks writing things on Twitter or kind of one-liners. I think we have to talk about where technologies play a role, where they don't. You know, the episode we did last week with Dr. Tom Insel was fantastic because a lot of the issues in behavioral health are not technology-related, and so AI is not going to solve them. So I think that's an important part of the conversation. I think we have to talk about the time frame for this autonomous health vision and, and what are the steps and what are the stages. I've actually been doing some thinking along that, um, and I'll probably share that in the future as I kind of write it down and, and have something that, that I think is worth uh, potentially even has uh, an academic bent to it. And so that's really, you know, it's a vision that's kept me going uh, for the last decade and a half. And in many ways, it's a vision that I think needs to exist over the next few decades uh, of, of society we're in. And, you know, I think the other exciting part about the autonomous health vision or, or this conversation that we have with experts is a lot of the acceleration and, and perhaps even the hype around AI, if I may use that word hype, has really taken off in the last six months. 
And it's primarily because of large language models. And we can talk at length about you know, the, the success of large language models, the incredible applications they open up. But I think in some ways we're almost diminishing and losing sight of the other areas of uh, machine learning, AI, machine vision, different capabilities that these technologies have that are going to continue to change healthcare. So we've always kind of gone from, you know, there's the hot and exciting and, you know, everybody's like posting videos of LLMs and, and healthcare use cases, broad consumer use cases. But there's a bigger conversation around the role of AI in our society that I think needs to continue. And I think as the LLM cycle goes through its sort of peak, we're still ramping up and we're still kind of learning what these technologies can do and settles down and we understand the capabilities of these models and tools better. I think we'll start to appreciate how these tools actually fit in with the bigger picture and the broader role that AI plays as, as these systems all work together, right? So that's going to be one of the themes we talk about in the podcast and in some of the conversations we're having. Another important question I get is, hey, you know, how are these different episodes, these different sessions connected, right? We had Cassie Kramer talk about sleep. We had John talk about large language models. We had Randall talking about safety and risk management for large language models. We've spoken about behavioral health. We've spoken about different kind of the entrepreneurial journey of bringing these technologies to market. And so I think that's a great question. And, you know, when I think of the themes around along the autonomous health podcast, it really, for me, is part of a bigger uh, set of building blocks that we're going to continue to cover both in the rest of this year and upcoming seasons. And I think we're going to have a lot of conversations about and talk about in the coming months, right? So what is that vision? Let me give you a handful of those building blocks that we need to cover as a society and understand better. So I'd love to continue to go deep on the sensors and, and understanding people side, right? And so at the end of the day, for machines to truly think about diagnosing and supporting and helping humans in care, we have to understand where our sensors playing a role, um, and where we're able to get new kinds of data um, that we need to understand better. So we've covered some of the advances uh, on the sensing side in everyday life. So we, we spoke about CGMs, continuous glucose monitors. We spoke about sleep sensors, where they work, where they don't work. Obviously, there's a proliferation of consumer sensors. So I think that continues to be an interesting problem. But I think, as we've heard in the podcast, there's still some work to do for these consumer-grade sensors to really fit into healthcare use cases. So I think that's that's going to be an interesting needle to thread that we talk about in, in, in coming episodes, but also for something for us to think about as a society. We haven't really touched the advances in genomic data and your gut microbiome, but those are themes I want to cover with different panelists and different speakers as we go deeper into the role of those signals, those different inputs, uh, understanding all of us as people, all of us as, as people consuming and using healthcare services. A second building block is the, the different approaches, the different mathematical approaches, the modeling approaches, and the tools that actually allow, you know, so you start with data, then we talk about the tools and the modeling approaches and how these apply and fit into us delivering and, and supporting either better decisions of care or actually uh, ultimately even delivering healthcare autonomously in the future, right? So we've touched on LLMs partly because that's been an important topic in the current zeitgeist. A lot of advances with large language models that our people are very actively thinking about in healthcare settings. And so that's a theme that we've spent some time on. We've had a couple of episodes on. But I also think there's a lot more happening in machine vision, in Bayesian models, and for diagnostic. A lot of a lot of healthcare problems are still you're essentially solving a classification problem or you're you know, trying to make a diagnostic decision, right? And so there's a number of mathematical tools that can fit the bill that can be the right tool. 
Um, and so a lot of this is, is not just about one class of models, but exploring how do we apply these different tools for different use cases. So that's going to continue to be a theme that we cover in the podcast. And I think that's an, another essential building block of the autonomous health vision as we think about it in the bigger picture. And then, you know, an important uh, third technical building block is how does this fit into a person's care? And fitting it into a person's care that's delivered by uh, a healthcare professional, a human, right? So information that surfaces up to a provider, information that surfaces up to a nurse or a caregiver. But also, I think more interesting is, you know, information that surfaced up to a consumer that drives consumers to do things differently. It drives all of us as and I don't like the word patient, but but maybe patient is the right word. But anybody who's diagnosed with a healthcare condition or is is living their life with a chronic condition is to actually put the this care, put these capabilities to to work in their day to day lives. And so this, I think, the episode we had with Jeff and Leon was really interesting in this regard because we went deeper into how do you drive behavior change when it comes to something as fundamental as sleep, right? So it's not just about having the right data or having the right models and having models that can predict the next course of action, the next path of action. But it's also how do you actually bring that to bear? So that starts to touch into product experiences, you know, the insights and the lessons, uh, bringing product experiences that, that actually truly use AI to work. And I think that it deserves its own, own session, its own kind of set of conversations. And it's a theme I want to explore deeper in the Autonomous Health Podcast. So those are, I'd say, the three kind of technical building blocks that come into play. I think another set of conversations around the Autonomous Health Podcast that we continue to have that we've started is really the impact on our society, right? And I think there's two important themes when it comes to impact on our society. I think one that has been talked about widely, I'd say, in the last few years in the healthcare space, including, uh, you know, with the right efforts and support from even from the federal government kind of encouraging this thinking in healthcare, is really the discussion about health equity or social equity when it comes to, to, to healthcare. I don't think this is a surprise to anyone, but depending on, you know, your socioeconomic uh, position in, in our society, you may have access to better care or worse care. And, you know, at a population level, people may see better or worse clinical outcomes as well. I think that's pretty well established and pretty well proven. You know, most of the work that I think is interesting in that area falls under the bucket of understanding and better understanding the root cause, you know, better understanding what's what technologies can be an equalizer. And so in the past, I've seen uh, digital care, you know, telemedicine, perhaps, is there some evidence that that can be an equalizer of, you know, some of the, the divide that exists in traditional healthcare. And I think there's also a conversation on how do companies build products and services that actually embed these capabilities, you know, whether they're healthcare delivery organizations or companies building healthcare products, how do you embed these into, into the care model, right? So I think, how are you designing systems that are reinforcing the existing uh, healthcare inequity challenges are you designing systems that are actually eliminating those. I think that's going to be an important theme that we talk about in, in upcoming episodes. And we, we have some great folks lined up for that discussion as well. Another important social impact theme is, I think, what, what does it mean for the workforce of healthcare? I mean, obviously, there are some significant workforce shortages in, in the healthcare space. I mean, particularly nursing in the last couple of years has seen a pretty dramatic kind of shift in, in the need for nurses versus the number of people actually engaged in the profession. And in many ways, you know, quality of life uh, starting through the pandemic has, has been a challenge. I mean, study after study has shown that healthcare workers are overworked and overburdened. And so I think th there's going to be an important discussion to be had across multiple sessions of the Autonomous Health Podcast, which I'm excited to kind of cover as well. With some, and we have some, some great speakers coming in to talk about what is the future of workforces in healthcare as these technologies play a role. 
by personally, I don't think the answer is that machines replace humans. I think we're very, very, very far away from that kind of uh, world existing. I think machines augment humans, but can we design interfaces? Can we design ways of working that actually reduce the workload for humans and actually bring that promise to bear, right? And so a theme that I'll touch in just a minute is this idea of healthcare co-pilots that has come up now and, and a lot of capital moving into that area uh, of a fairly straightforward use case of large language models. So that will continue to be uh, an important theme. And I think the last social kind of building block of, of the autonomous healthcare vision for me is actually, I think, hearing more about consumer stories. I think one of the things I'd love to do more of on the podcast is bring in consumers who have experienced AI-based care, bring in people who've gone through different conditions. And I think it's important to understand the role that these technologies have played in, in fundamentally changing their lives. And I think those stories uh, are very uh, informative because they help people designing these technologies, designing these products, in my experience, form a human connection with uh, with what's actually happening. Often you can think of these as data and as, as bits and as models and, and weights and biases, but really at the end of the day, you know, how is this helping an individual and the impact we have on people's lives is really the whole vision and sort of the, the mission behind healthcare, right? So, you know, again, going back, like we keep continuing to tie together these building blocks or the three technical blocks, understanding people better, advances in models, and then building and integrating those and tying those back to how care is received and how people interact with healthcare and, and you know, things they do in the well-being journey. And then on the kind of implications for our society side, like I said, understanding the ongoing discussion for healthcare equity and the challenges and how we improve it, you know, thinking through what does this mean for the workforce, right? And, and when the self-driving car movement happened, there was a lot of discussion, what does it mean for truck drivers? And I think there's Maybe not a similar discussion, but I think there is going to be a discussion about that as we go through. And then, and the third being really hearing from people whose lives have been positively benefited, uh, or in some cases, perhaps they've had you know maybe different unexpected experiences with AI-based healthcare. I think that's going to be important for all of us to understand: is people working in the field, building these technologies, and driving this forward. So, you know, hopefully this gives you some of the context behind why we're doing the podcast, what inspires me. And, you know, I don't think this is a, a three-month journey. I don't think this is a six-month journey. I think these technologies coming together in a way that truly they're capable of, that we have been promised in the world of science fiction, that we've been you know, promised in, in our movies and our books, is probably a multi-decade journey in, on the short end, right? It could be even longer than lifetimes. I don't know. Finally, some kind of practical discussions and a number of my, my colleagues and friends are headed out to HLTH. And, you know, I, I was kind of asked, like, hey, I'm all, we've been thinking about what's happening in AI and it's been a busy year for, for AI in general and, and tying that back to healthcare. And so, you know, do you have a sort of cheat sheet for us or some notes for us? So I sort of made a list of three or four things that we're, we're talking about. You know, the first one is I think the interesting conversation that I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to hearing about is really the distinction between the hype in AI that's happening. And I would I do use the word hype intentionally here because I think while these models are, are incredibly valuable in broader consumer use cases, I think we're still learning how they fit into healthcare use cases. And I think given the complexity of healthcare use cases, it's going to be a lot harder than generating marketing copy or a title for a website, right? So I think the, the risks are higher, as you've heard us say in some of the episodes here, and the nuance and how we approach them is going to be a much, much longer cycle, like a multi-year cycle. And you know, this came up in the episode with John, we spoke about LLMs, in the episode with Dr. Tom Insel, where we spoke about you know the journey to, to supported care in behavioral health. And it also came up in the episode we did with Rand Knowledge. We spoke about safety systems for, for critical applications, right? risk management for critical applications of, of language models. So I think that's going to be a, a theme to look for, which is what's real, 
right? What is the real use case? What makes sense operationally? And what is it? And where are companies or, or technologies kind of throwing stuff on the wall and hoping that it sticks, right? And I think it's easier to kind of hit the market and make a bunch of announcements and say, we're doing all this stuff in generative AI and every, you know, product marketing department in a large organization wants to be part of it. But I think we have to have a thoughtful conversation about where does this move the needle? How does this fit in with the existing model of care? What happens when the models aren't right? Right? And how do we even test and validate these, these models in the real world? And one of the themes we've covered before in this podcast on this particular topic has been even the tests that we use for humans, you know, that the medical examiner, that, that a human provider or doctor has to take, the tests that we use for machines may need to be fundamentally different. Right? Because the, the, the kinds of mistakes they make, the kinds of errors they creep in are going to be fundamentally different. Another, you know, sort of practical theme that I'm kind of curious about again at HLDH is there's been uh, a lot of discussion about healthcare co-pilots. You know, in some ways, the core concept, I wouldn't say, isn't necessarily new, right? So I think we all uh, are aware of it, understand the need for operational support in an in-person visit, right? And so there's a lot of work that doctors are doing or nurses are doing that, frankly, should be done by machines. And these machines should serve as uh, assistants or kind of partners in that process. And I think the word co-pilot has really caught on. And so everybody from Microsoft to a number of really interesting, promising kind of early stage companies that I'm curious to kind of learn more about are, are all out there and have got interesting technologies and interesting products, right? So I think that's going to be a new area that I'm kind of fascinated about and I'm very curious about. And when it comes to co-pilots, I think we should think about, again, going, going back to like, what's the hard kind of way of thinking the effectiveness versus the status quo? What's the time being saved? Right? What's the accuracy metric? Should there be human oversight? Should there not be human oversight? So I think those are some of the things that I'm kind of curious to hear about. Um, you know, certainly the technologies are very promising, but the challenging part for being an AI practitioner in the healthcare space is not what the technology can do, but how does it fit in into the experiences that people are having? So I think that's been an interesting discussion. And I think some of the themes that we've heard uh, in previous years, I think, are continue to be an important part of the dialogue. So personalization of care continues to be really important. I mean, every company, you know, from large health plan to you know, small startup is out there talking about how their support in mental health, in primary care, in MSK, in chronic conditions, in health plan access is, is actually you know, personalized. And so it's an area that I personally have spent a lot of time on and will share more about. But also it's an area that we're going to have some incredible speakers here on the podcast as well. So I think that's a theme. And again, you know, some of the other topics I mentioned earlier, access to care, social equity, continue to be important themes in, in the zeitgeist. So hopefully this does a couple of things. One, you get some more context on the autonomous health vision and you know, why are we talking about some of these topics, how they fit into a bigger picture. And you know, I think by talking about the bigger picture, we will maybe understand what is the 25-year vision and how do we make that a 15-year vision or a 10-year vision. And then second is hopefully I arm you with a few things to think about as you prepare for all your fun conversations and meetings at HLDH in the next week. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Anmul Madan with the Autonomous Health Podcast. Bye.